good evening and remain indoors. <laughs> this is the quiz broadcast coming to you every Friday, the same day as your food parcels. <laughs> so chow down on a protein fudge, take whatever injections are recommended in your sector and prepare to enjoy the show. Actually, fuck it, let's go for it. Let's do like, oh. it can be my show and tell, can't it? Yeah. And then we, we've got the same things and we can, we'll both be like, you know, well genned up, won't we? So bring it. What, what, I don't even know what you're talking about. We'll be well genned up. Yeah, well genned up on the same subjects. We're doing this bad boy. We, we are, yeah. Stick it right in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so this is, this is Loco Lockdown special, isn't it? Indeed, coming from a bedroom near you. Coming, yes, from a bedroom. So we we thought we'd do some local beers to to keep them bad boys in business. Yes, so our our very favourite brew York, and we'd yes. probably do three crazy crazy beverages because we are going a little crazy. It's a beautiful, Cam. Yeah, it is. Can you read that? Can people read that? Yeah, well, I don't know. dry sound, but I can just about. So yeah, we do the rhubarb Streisand. Rhubarb. Yep, rhubarb. Oh, you got it. Yeah, uh, it's got extra custard in. Apparently, it said on the website when I ordered it. Yeah, it also says it on the can. You spam. Don't say extra custard. It, yeah, it does. Don't. Mine does. Not mine. It doesn't. Mine does right there. I really. Oh, I don't. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. the whale thing. I really like the description. By the way, have you read it? You go for it. You read. A deliciously tart yet creamy big bodied milkshake IPA rammed with rhubarb, a smidge of fiery ginger, and now extra vanilla custard. Basically, the rhubarb and custard sweets from your childhood in liquid form. Very good. They do like their buns, don't they? They do, yes. The Brew York Bad Boys. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Let me join you there, Daniel. Um, Ooh. Ooh. How, how are you feeling about our faces being uh, shown to our listeners? Um, not done this before, have we? I think they know what we look like for the most part. I mean, most of our listeners are our friends, so. <laughs> <laughs> True. Have you um, got your Brew York glass? I have, yeah. Showing off. I drew a line at wearing my Brew York t-shirt because I thought that was like super <laughs> fan sadness. Yeah, but guess what but I But now... Everyone knows I've got that. Oh, you're wearing yours. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is this a massive ad slot for Brew York, basically? Much, yeah, yeah. They deserve it. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, that's like... That is a ginormous head. Look oh, at yeah. that. That's that's not very well poured, if we're honest. No. Abysmal. Mm. Um, nice So, colour. it is. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice. Look at you with your little um, York... Yeah, this is uh, yours are better. Yours are bigger. Yeah. Mm. Although I have poured an ice cream. Mm. So, how, how what are your drinking oh. habits in lockdown? Oh. Have they changed? My drinking habits. Um, I'm trying to stay off the sauce through the week, and then having okay. a good two or three cans on a weekend. Well, a night on a weekend is is my current. Uh, way of doing things but yeah obviously with the missus being preggers yeah she's not a big fan of me drinking every night but uh yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to get some in there i've been ordering quite a lot obviously we got the brew york orders through and i've also signed up to 
Northern Monk for a I'll nice. Probably, I'll probably do a couple of weeks, but it's quite expensive. So uh, how much is that? It's thirty-five quid, but it's fortnightly, so that's like seventy quid over a month. Um, so I'll probably just do two boxes and then cancel it. Yeah. But it's a great way of supporting local breweries um, during this time of crisis, isn't it? When their tap rooms yeah. are shut and like the pubs aren't taking their beer. Um, there's so many, it seems to be so many breweries who are doing delivery services and things, even if they don't normally do them. Yeah. Um, do it, man. Do it. Not you, do it, you're already doing it. Well, People out there. Exactly. If you love beer, support your local brewery. Mm. Even now. Precisely, my friend. Yeah, I think next I'm going to, uh, get a House of Trembling Madness order in. Nice. Uh, and House of Trembling, for those who don't know, is a awesome, well-stocked beer shop in York. We've discussed it before on the podcast, but yes. yeah, for those for those not in the know, yes, there is that. So, what are you think? First impressions the, on this one? Yeah, uh, it is sweet as all hell, but I do like it. <laughs> is hell mm. that sweet? Mm. In my mind, it is, yeah. Really sweet and sickly place. That is like going into a sweet shop, you know, like the old school sweet yeah. shops with the penny sweets on your kid, and just like having an adrenaline rush, you're so excited, you can yeah. smell the hard-boiled sweets, yeah. and you get a bit carried away, yeah. you take your top off, and you start yeah. riving around on the floor and just throwing like penny yeah. sweets yeah. onto you and just lapping them up, um, and you just get this sugar rush. Um, yeah, and, and, and then, then it's all pours a little bit of custard on top of you. Mm. Um, it's mm. all got quite out of control. This scenario that I'm describing, yeah. but um, that is a very that, nice, very nice. Seems like sweet you did that as freedom. a child. No, yeah. I uh, used yeah. to annoy my local news agent by um, relentlessly changing my subscriptions as a for magazines at an eight, as an eight year old. So I got them to save me like Look magazine. Do you remember that? It's like an early smash hits. No. Got them got them to save me that behind the counter and then like two weeks later I'd want them to save me the dinosaur mic, you know, with the little bones that you got, the glow in the dark ones, and you had to spend like four hundred quid to get like a tiny dinosaur model. Sure. Um and then yeah, so I just annoyed them by changing my subscriptions every couple of weeks. You sound like a horrible child. Yeah. Yeah. Had my moments. Going in and throwing sweets around and changing your magazine subscriptions every two weeks. But, madness you prick <laughs> and yeah, so yeah i'm really enjoying this really really enjoying it but it's uh it's it's probably a, a can a can will do it i think i'm a third of the way down it and it's already getting a bit too saccharine for me it's lively yeah. mm. that's mm. good it's good can um, i tell you about what i've been drinking please do uh in the in the past, in the times of, have you got a little book there, Daniel? Little uh, this is this is the Ninja magazine. Book. So I do ah, also okay. subscribe to Beer Fifty Two, although I'm currently on hold with them because I thought I'd focus on my more local breweries of for my subscriptions. Um, but there are some good some good bevies uh, that I've had recently. A salt one. I think I actually put that in the Insta page. Oh the, yeah, uh, the Calico Session Pale. Just nothing too fancy, but just really tasty, citrusy, pale. Uh, did the job, went down a treat. And then really Good surprising, because I'm not a massive fan, but the Dirty Pilsner. Uh, it was location, oh, yeah. which I do like. 
but yeah, a, a dirty pilsner, an unfiltered craft lager. Really so, really. how did that taste differently from a normal pilsner? Because normal pilsner is quite sharp and lager, isn't it? Obviously, mm. um, it had kind of some IPA flavourings to it. Um, mm, so it was hops. it was a bit of a mix between a lager and a and an IPA. Uh, yeah, just a, a bigger flavour profile. And as is usually the case with me, I couldn't precisely pin down exactly what what it was, but I just really enjoyed supping it. It was quite strong as well. It was 6.5%. That Cheeky. knocked my cock off. Uh, and then I had a Tiny Rebel Mango Vermont IPA, which I did not enjoy. I rated that 2 out of 5 on the Beer 52. Why was that so bad? That was too... Um, like too fruity it just had like a really almost acidy taste to it and i think there is a specific reason for why why beers get that flavor but again my expertise is is not high enough to tell you exactly why but it was just yeah really sort of acidic and um yeah too like the fruit was not real fruit if you know what i mean okay not real fruit well, I've been going dramatically off piste in these times of lockdown mm. and strangeness. So my, I've got this like crazy mission. Um, well, me and my wife have to um, get through the alcohol that we own in the house before we spend more. Because you know it's a good opportunity to save a bit of cash, isn't it? Because um, we're doing nothing um, socially. So um, yeah, we uh, what were we on the other day? I pulled out the peach schnapps. Um, as a little cheeky shot at the end of the virtual quiz we're doing and um it's fair to say that didn't go down well rosy straight uh chucked it straight up in the uh in the kitchen sinks so that was nice oh, no. um, so it's yes yeah, it's, it's a mission filled with uh dangers and perils yeah and that was why i was drinking uh rum and coke the other day when you asked instead of beer yeah that was quite uh, disappointing i'm just you know making sure i save uh, these ones today yeah fair enough fair enough lad uh have you got any news for me any news Right, Corona. Um, I think it's a word that's in the news a little bit at the moment. A little bit. But why are people not buying this? Oh, you've got one. Why aren't they? Why aren't they buying it? I I don't get it. Isn't that mad? You go to the supermarket and everything's been rinsed off the shelves, but you've got crates of Corona left. Well, why? It's made in Mexico. (laughs) Isn't the latest that they've actually shut down production in Mexico? They have. They have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because the government there has um, maybe looking at my notes, <laughs> they've <laughs> suspended like all non-essential business activity, and that includes exporting beer. And they export Corona, believe it or not, to 180 countries, right? Ish. Um, so yeah, that's mad, mad. isn't it? I, I honestly, I, I, people hear a word they associate with what's going on, and that's just that, isn't it? I, I don't think there'll ever be. <laughs> There's no recover. logic. Well, you know, apparently, right? I've got. I read here a survey of 700 beer drinkers in the US. 38% said, "What do they say? They would um, they would not buy Corona under any circumstances at the moment." Based on what? <laughs> it shares <laughs> how many letters? Six letters with a disease. Good. Yeah, yeah but that is the disease. It is a coronavirus. So I can kind of not started it. by the beer. All right, but here's another. <laughs> thing or if you not you heard the consider- theory. There was a bat in China, right, that got drunk on Corona extra one night and um, all went south from there. Silly bastard. Um, This is a country where, not this one, America, where 
48% of the population voted for Donald Trump. So that is why... Those, Think of it what you will, folks. Exactly. Those people have no fucking clue what they're on about, basically, do they? You've just offended our American listeners. Uh, well, hopefully most of the people that listen to us are Democrats. Oh, in fact, do you remember, what was that Rachel podcast? Good. <laughs> always count on you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go too political. I like every party in every country. <laughs> Obviously not true. Um, so, have you do, uh, have you heard about what Camera are doing through this crisis? Camera, the campaign for real ale. I have not. They have a new campaign called hashtag Pulling Together. Um, hey. <laughs> which is more innocent than it sounds perhaps uh-huh. right um and it's to support the pubs the breweries the tap rooms that are all you know a lot of them are short the brewery's still open making beer but you know they've lost their pub customers whatever um and they are encouraging people to do what we've been doing ordering their beers they're also encouraging pubs breweries to um embrace an initiative they call in pay it forward whereby individual businesses set up uh an online method on their website whereby people can um, pledge to buy goods so they can give them 20 quid for um, a crate of beer if they're not in production at the moment as a pledge that, and they'll get that at some point, but it's, you know, relying on people's goodwill as beer aficionados to to help out a business that ultimately employs people who've got families who are affected by this. Um, It's not just about supporting beer, is it? Um, no, goes far deeper. Have you got a uh, link also to that? Set up a ver- uh, yes, I can post yeah. it in the comments or whoever, however we do these yeah, things. We'll, we'll put it on the uh, description. Yeah, and they've set up a virtual pub as well. Do you know what they called it? Mm. You'll like this. Mm. It's pontastic in mm. Tales tradition. Okay, uh... think of a, a very typical British pub name <laughs> with a slight tweak, given it's online. Uh, well, I'm thinking uh, Fox and that was and a clue that last word online yes uh, online I'm just going to tell you because this is painful <laughs> I really wanted to <laughs> come up with it I think of something the red it. on lion oh that's not even get it no <laughs> is no. that worth waiting for it really wasn't. Like, it's no wonder. I, I think it's clever. It. That's terrible. The on is in brackets as well, so it's the red line, but the red online. On good work, yeah, but it's not. I like it. Okay. Don't be pedantic. No, no, that's fine. That's great. I love it. And so, what you can do, you can sign into a public bar, mm. um, and I haven't tried that yet, so I don't know exactly what happens at that point. Presumably, it's like a, a beer chat room, and you can talk about what you're drinking, what you're drinking, and um, or you can book a table. For you and uh, three other mates, and I think it turns into a video chat, and you can hmm. basically do this. We could do a L Tales episode around a, a table at a virtual pub. Could do, talk but I thought that was really cool. Yeah, decent. Uh, aren't um, yeah. Brewdog doing something similar as well? Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Haven't they turned each one of their pubs around the UK into a virtual bar? However, that actually works. I've not looked at the dynamics. Yeah, I think we should actually look into it, really, shouldn't we? Um, Yeah, we've been obviously giving them quite a few big ups on social medias of late because they are doing fantastic things. What with the hand sanitizer and the virtual pubs, and they have also given up their uh, wages, haven't they? 
Have you seen that? No, I hadn't seen that. That's cool. The, a lot uh, of the um, gin distilleries around here are doing similar with yeah. sanitizer. Right. Using ethanol. Yeah. The base. Yeah. Uh, apparently their first batch was not quite up to medical standards. So like the <laughs> really? hospitals didn't uh, want it, but are they going to try and improve it? Pa- Paz okay. Well, to be in, in their defence, they're not used to making hand, and sanitizer, are they? Well, so. quite, and I think it was generally pretty good, um, but just not quite up to scratch. Uh, do you want my my first news story? Hit me, and you can say no if you want. Uh, yes, so please, this Daniel. is from Zamira.co.uk. Uh, a boss has told furloughed staff to watch Netflix, drink beer, but buy less drugs. Um, wow. I, I just really like the letter that she sent. I'm just going to skip straight to the letter and read you a few few things in it. Please so please. she says, dear whoever, uh, this virus is a right twat, but your employment position is not as bad as it seems. Read on. <laughs> and then it goes on to say that uh, the government's introduced job retention scheme, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm proposing to place you on furlough. You remain an employer during this period. Uh, so stay at home, watch Netflix, drink beer, and avoid excessive masturbation. On the other... well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> this is honestly a real letter from LingsCars.com. I don't know why it's in pink, but literally, this is an actual letter from a, an employer. Um, it goes on to two pages, but it's, it seems quite nice. Also, if anyone gets into hardship, talk to me. All in caps. I'm happy to oh, consider loans or salary advances. So some people are actually quite nice, aren't they? And I think they the are. suggestion yeah. of I of think this situation brings out the worst and best of people. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's an it's an odd sort of moment in time, isn't it, where we're seeing some of the best of humanity and the worst. It's very yeah. um polarizing the the impact and the response from people. Some people are just dickheads and their true colours come out, don't they, during things like this? Well, indeed. But, but, but what do you think about it? It's weird, isn't it? Like the, the reality of it and when it hits you, because when you're in your house and you're doing the lockdown thing, observing social distancing, not going out, blah, 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 and you're avoiding the news in, you know, in waves because you're sick of hearing about it yeah. and you don't want to feel depressed <laughs> about what's going on. Um but then you do actually go out for your exercise or you go to a shop and you see, you know, some shop shelves ravaged. Um, <laughs> or, you know, you, you're walking down the street and you see someone coming towards you and you're like, oh, I better sort of cross the road. <laughs> when you actually are confronted by the reality of it out there, it's like, it's weird, isn't it? It's just a really weird time because you live in your bubble and then you step out and you see the reality of it. Yeah. You find something funny, Daniel. Uh, just my wife's just walking in, she's going to sneak. <laughs> sneak um, yes, it is very odd. Somebody sent me uh, a, a meme today. Got a Star Wars group because I'm just that cool. It's of people course. by, sorry, Ben. I know you'd like to be include, included. But uh, you know the, the quote from Star Wars, keep your distance, Chewie, but don't look like you're keeping your distance. That's how <laughs> I feel every every day I go out. It's like, I'm going to walk around you, but I'm not going to like really make it obvious. <laughs> um, oh, I do. I, I just like cross the road as soon as I see like any other sign of humanity. Yeah, but then, but then you, go, you get people who um, 
don't really do it and like just run straight towards you and don't give you any space whatsoever. I've had a few like runners in particular. I'm I'm a runner. You're a bit of a runner. Uh, sorry, you are also a runner. But uh, I know I am I, a bit of a runner. Yeah, runners just just come towards you on like several occasions. Just keep coming and don't stop. And it's like I don't care whether you're going to get a five minute bloody kilometer or a five minute ten kilometer. Just slow down. But, but apparently, as long as people aren't coughing as they're in by you, the risk is. So this, so the experts say, is is perceived to be low, um, but at the same time, it does make you feel uneasy, doesn't it? It is. It's just it, I've I never thought I'd experience something like this. It is so very bizarre. I mean, obviously, as a teacher, not being stood in front of a classroom of kids, it yeah, is so weird. And like I was saying to you earlier, that I I kind of miss not not necessarily the shouting, but like that interaction, and sometimes the you know we had that teacher didn't we like oh go away and work it out again brain cell and all that like a bit of that like the accents are giveaways to who you're talking about <laughs> but it's lost on our viewers obviously <laughs> but um yeah i just miss the the real interactions with people including my students it's just it's odd but anyway this is where we're at tell me something indeed else. i mean that was my list <laughs> That's your one story. No, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, well I had four, I've got four things written down, but then I've you know, earlier when I spoke on the phone, and uh, yeah. and you said I'm gonna have a cup of tea and do some research. Mm. But, so yeah, that, but then it, I'm gonna have it, a cup of tea. It <laughs> and yeah. it turned into a technological troubleshooting episode. Yeah, well, that's but, until about quarter to the time we agreed to to chat, and then <sighs> yeah. I'd, best tell you something else didn't i well indeed have you got the emails up i haven't well, can you get them no oh, jesus Christ. so I'm on, I'm on my wife's laptop so i'm not logged into all my stuff <laughs> oh <laughs> hold on i can do it on my phone can i yeah get it on your phone um know what i am missing and i know it's such a minor minor thing but you know as you can see from the room i'm sat in and what i'm wearing I like football quite a bit. Um, it's weird. It's weird not having any football. I go on BBC News and click on football, expecting there to be like something there. There is no news. <laughs> Nothing's happening. I don't. It's just re- it's just really weird when something that is always there in your life is just not there. And I know, as I say, people are dying with this disease. Sport is yeah. irrelevant, really. But when it's part of your routine, it, it's it's odd, and I miss it. I was I was having a sing song in the shower this morning to like all the like Jamie Webster Liverpool songs on my on YouTube. I was, yeah. Like I'm missing it, man. I'm pining after football. I get you. I get you. I do. I don't think I'm quite as big a football fan as you, but um, that's when I knew it sounds bad. But that's when I knew it was proper serious when the season was suspended. And yeah, just just seeing like. You go through on your fop mob or your whatever football app you've got, and it's just like a line through it, postponed all that, like just every single game for months and months and months. And mm. you know, you as a Liverpool fan, you could well be in a position where your uh, is gone, and it's just horrendous for you, but hilarious for everyone. All this situation started. At, that was the biggest thing before it became a real tangible big threat in this country i was just like heartbroken about what was happening to the football season yeah um and like i parked all that because <laughs> stuff got serious 
yeah. and you get your head into that. But now that I'm used to the seriousness, I'm like, I've come back round to going, oh, I won football and we should win the league. Um, but yeah, one of, one of the stories you sent me, I'd read this as well, actually, the huge stash of 619th century beers yeah. um, found in a secret hideout. It was under a set of stairs in an old house or something. I believe Is that so. right? Yeah. Neatly piled. What 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 was the plan there? Oh, okay. Um, they were found unearthed at the site of an inn in Leeds. Um, this one's courtesy of thevintagenews.com. I, w- I wonder what, what they were planning to do with all those beers. Was it just a stockpile for the pub and something suddenly happened and they had to scarper? Or is there something something else going on there? Uh, I give a for you. Let me have a look. We, yeah, the, worst, the worst thing is finding all those hundreds of bottles of beers and not being able to drink it because it's now toxic. Yeah. I think it was a, it was a brewery. It was Tetley's. Uh, okay. Says I think it was just a big collection of beers that were not delivered or sent out or whatever. But yeah, they just okay. ended up. and then and presumably that site then closed and they uh, never got, got sent them out. Behind. But did you did you read the the sort of worst part about that big find? They obviously they're what over a century old, so you shouldn't be drinking them anyway, really. But not really. The, the the biggest issue with them is that they were full of lead because clearly the water that they used at the time of the, the pipes. Okay. So pretty much like people were giving themselves lead poisoning at that time. Cause <laughs> like, you know, going back obviously to the days of this, admit the history teacher coming out at me, going back to the days of cholera and everything. Um, it was, it was safer to drink beer because obviously it had been treated yeah. and processed and everything, but actually you were still, poisoning yourself in some way because they weren't great yeah <laughs> giving yourself lead poisoning from the from the water that was actually used from the, through the pipes so I'll have uh, a pint of lead please bartender <laughs> uh yeah so there we go um should we get another beer indeed yeah rock on next beer rock on rock on what are your final thoughts of rhubarbara I really liked it um the extra custard does make it taste more like sweets <laughs> Um, I do, I do really like it, but um, yeah, I would, I'd probably stretch to two pints of that, but that's where I'd stop. I, I do like a really sweet beer every now and again, but yeah, yeah, you have to be prepared for something really sweet. Yeah, because rhubarb, you think it might be a bit like sour, but it's not. It's just really a rounded. Um, it is very much like they say on the on the can. It's like the rhubarb and custard sweets, isn't it? Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Right, you read the last one, I'll read this one. So Heidi Plum is our second collab with the excellent Docs beers from Grimsby. Mm, this time, we've dialed the insanity level up to 11 to create a fruity but complex sour IPA with flavours of plum, lemon, vanilla, almonds, and for an unusual twist, cardamom. Well, okay, I'm intrigued. The hops are Nelson Savant, Centennial, and Chinook. Malts, pale, malted oats, flaked oats, malted wheat, honey malt, acidulated malt. And scores yeah. high on the fruit and mouthfeel. Very fruity. Yeah. And very sweet again. I feel like we've gone super sweet beverages today, but it is the uh, loco lockdown. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's a sour, sour with a high fruit score. I'm intrigued here because the bitterness ranking is tiny and it's got a really high sweet hit but it's a sour work that out see did you rinse uh 
I think I really should after that's fine. <laughs> that last one. But I can't be bothered to be honest. Poor ale drinking etiquette. It is. Well, it comes out very kind it's of dark and ready. Yeah, that looks like a it's like a red IPA rather than a sour, isn't it? Yeah, much. But you'd house. expect that with a plum. I mean, obviously, I'm getting the fruity nature, the Plumingtons. Oh crikey! Oh geez, I'm getting lemon. I'm getting a lot of lemon. Does it say lemon? It does, I believe. Oh yes, I'm definitely getting lemon. That is beautiful. Glory. I really like that. Look, yeah, it looks nice. It tastes nice. And look, I can pour. I can pour again. Yeah, well done. Uh, I wouldn't say that's as sweet as it says on the back. Basically, it's giving it a four out of five for Ooh. sweetness. That is interesting. Mm. For those who are watching, I just pulled a face. <laughs> no, it for those who are listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if you're watching as well, in case you don't understand what images that like. move. <laughs> <laughs> Blooming heck, I'm only a cannon a tiny bit in. <laughs> I'm not the horse, really. mate. Obviously, after a 5.5% and then a 6%, or is it an 8%? I wonder what's so going Just a misprint. I'm very sad that I missed uh, the pub crawl that you and a couple of our friends went on just prior to lockdown. It was a Saturday, wasn't it? And I'd been off work ill all week with a horrendous stomach bug. I was literally, like, doubled over in pain. Um, and sweating like a madman. Um, so I didn't want to pass that on to you guys because I'm nice like that. Um, but I missed out on our last chance of freedom round bars. What was the um, was there an atmosphere when you guys were out? Because it was just before Boris's first press conferences on, on yeah, the Monday. It was, it was weird because like obviously we felt the winds of change are coming on that Saturday. I can't remember what day it was. And then, but it felt great. It was lovely. It was nice, nice night and nice day out and uh, everything was grand. Uh, and then it was the Monday that the press conferences started. And then by the Thursday, I think schools were then shut, were going to be shut on the Monday. So that obviously mm. changed everything for me. Uh, so yeah, it was within <clears throat> five days, basically. Everything had completely swiveled because we were, yeah, me and the lads were talking about it on that Saturday and just saying, yeah, it's nothing. It'll be fine. And just kind of, you know, laughing it off, taking the piss. Yeah, really. yeah. A bit like, a bit like Bojo was at the start of March where he was like, Oh yeah, I was going around hospital, shaking hands with uh, patients mm. and yeah, some with coronavirus. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, mm. no wonder he fucking got it. Well, yeah. I, I think their regulation distance at those podiums was one and a half meters at best. Yeah. Um, um, and that's why he, he spread it around as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, imagine how good it is going to feel to walk into a pub again and go to a bar surrounded by people who are happy ordering a beer. It's, it's going to be weird at first, isn't it? It's going to be really weird. It's going to be one big piss-up for months, I reckon. Do you think people will go mad, or do you think people will still be really cautious when all these restrictions are lifted? I think people will I be can't so decide. bored and so, like, <clears throat> yeah, what ready for change, ready for something different. And especially because you've obviously got, like, Elaine's 30 and all her friends. Uh, Elaine's birthday was back in November, but all her friends mm. have got their 30th this year, and they've all had to 
postpone them or put them off. So they'll they're all they'll have those. And then there's weddings that have been postponed. Mm. We were supposed to be going to three or four weddings this year. Yeah, we were in Croatia in May. So all all this stuff, and obviously you've got football, you've got Olympics, you've got all all this that's been postponed or cancelled or whatever. All this will just suddenly go, and it'll all happen, and it'll be like it'll be exciting, isn't it? it? Out at the pub, and yeah, I reckon yeah. It'll be good. there's plenty to look forward to. That's what we've got to remember. Oh. You know, this is temporary. Exactly, and in the meantime, we have beer at home. Indeed, and you have ale tales pouring into your ears. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say the Alan Patrick. The first of the lockdown episodes, the mini series. Yeah, that the nation demanded. They did. We've we've had lots of uh, mm-hmm. lots of fan mail actually. Do you, do you know what? I'm I'm joking, kind of. But we did get an email, um, but I can't read it. We got we got an email. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, uh, once again, I'd encourage people to uh, to get in touch. Podcast at gmail dot com. Or, or on social media. Yeah. Uh, but I did. I got one from Jesus Joshi twice, in fact. Jesus Joshi, Jesus Joshi. And it says, Vitaj Moj It's in some other foreign language. Yeah, mate, that's spam. <laughs> they want no, our bank details. It's real. It's real. <laughs> I translated <laughs> no, it. it and it says, I love it. I love your podcast. <laughs> that is absolute nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, yeah. Obviously, when I got it, I was like, we've got a foreign fan, a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though i would love for uh the people who do listen um because there are one or two um to drop us some comments about what they would like us to do with these episodes to keep them entertained because we've all got a bit more time on our hands um so yeah it whether that's a live episode where we can all drink together um or whatever just uh do let us know or if there's you know particular thing you want to talk about just yeah, yeah. Do you want to strip? He's up for that. No, <laughs> I draw the line at nudity. <laughs> yeah, I think we could. Yeah, we'll do whatever within reason, won't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, drop us a line. Uh, we'd love some reviews as well. That would be super duper. One option could be just putting it out there. If people want to drink along with us, maybe we could think about telling people we're drinking this. You know, saying on a Monday this is basically an off-air conversation. <laughs> um, you know, we could tell our listeners that they're, we're drinking this this weekend, um, give them a chance to maybe buy one or two of what we're drinking and can drink it together. So, yeah, again, if you're listening and you think that's a good idea, let us know. Uh, what What do you think of uh, Heidi's Plums? Is it growing on you the more you drink it? Yeah, I like it. It, it is on me, actually. It's less sickly than I expected. I think... The thing I like about Brew York is that they're not afraid to try new things. They mm. do just go absolutely batshit mental and just try whatever. But they, they do make it work. Like, this isn't my favorite type of beer, but it works. It is, it's nice. And I'm still only really getting lemon, to be honest. Are you? What are you getting? I get the citrus, but I, also, I, I do get a rounded sort of plum taste, I must admit. I do like the plum color in it. I mean, I've said before on this, I'm not a huge sour fan, but yeah, that is perfectly palatable. It's, mm. I'd say that's fairly entry level sour. I do. I've got think, a smash of sweetness. I do think some of these cans, obviously, these are four forty mil cans. I think some of them could be smaller. Mm. Like a lot of the yeah, I, I, when it comes to these really sort of high intensity beers, either too sour or too sweet or whatever. 
I'd yeah, I think I get you. go for half half of that or well not half because that'd be two <laughs> two twenty mil. Like three thirty mil, something like that. Well what is good is it gets gives you the chance to explore the flavour profile. Yeah. So the longer you drink something, the more your taste buds adapt to it and sure. you do pull different things from it. So I yeah. see the merit in the big cans. Mm. Hey, <laughs> see the merit in the big cans. I'll keep touching my face. Uh, Are you doing that as well? Like you can't, you know, you itch your eyes. No, I, 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 I sit with my hands in my pockets, yeah. except for when I'm doing work, because that wouldn't be very compatible with tapping on the keyboard if, unless I use my nose. Um, but yeah, no, you, you suddenly realise how much you do touch your face. Yeah. And like you get an itch, don't you? And you're like, I've got an itch. I need to touch my face. And then you have this inner monologue where you're like berating yourself for wanting to touch your face. Mm-hmm. But then because you're thinking about it, the itch gets so much more intense. And so you just have no choice. And then you do some like weird thing where you slave to itch. Yeah. It looks like you're yeah. dabbing. I've done that. Um, and then you've done that and you go, oh, all right, cool, man. Um, I'm probably a little bit contaminated on my arm. I should probably wash that with a baby wipe or whatever we're supposed to do these days. Um, but then it moves around because it just don't just stay in one place. It then moves to another part of your head and it's just oh, it's a minefield, man. <laughs> the worst thing for me, right? I the thing I struggle that. with the most, it, but you've started me now. Mm. So like washing your hands, right? Absolutely cool with that. But you come in, right? First thing you do, like I unlock the door stuff. Everything in my pockets that I've touched, I just chuck it all on the other whole floor, just wang it down. I take my coat off, put it on the por- in the porch, close the door. That's all contained. And then go upstairs and wash my hands. And then because it's spring and it's cold outside and you're coming indoors, my nose streams. So I've washed my hands. Then I have to blow my nose. Oh, I'll have to wash my hands again. And I've been outside, so I need a wee. I've been out for an hour or I've been to the shop. I need a wee. So you go for a wee. I've got to wash my hands again. Yeah. And then I take, I take, I have, I now have outside trousers and inside trousers. And I only leave my outside trousers on a very specific part of our spare bed, which has a, like a cover, like a cover over the bottom of the bed. You're actually joking. No, no. So I fold up my outdoor trousers very neatly on the cover on the spare bed. But then I've touched my outdoor trousers, haven't I? Getting them off. So then I wash my hands again and then I put my indoor trousers on. But I mean, that process can take 20 minutes and I've washed my hands four times. Hand cream, right? Didn't understand why it existed. Why do girls have like 15 tubs of hand cream at any one time? I'm all over that now. I'm using hand cream like the best of them. Knuckles. Seriously, I have two bit, two thingies of hand cream right here. Nice. Yeah, all yeah. over it. But the, But then... But then you cream your hands up, right? And then you need you need, you need a wee. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to wash my hands again. That's so the cream's coming off. 20 minutes. I think you've got bigger so, issues than uh, potential viruses. I know people are affected more than me, but 50% of my time is washing my hands <laughs> and creaming my hands. So you know what? You do sound absolutely mental. 50%. I think I can beat that. The other day we got a Tesco's delivery. Uh, I know we're we're lucky in in that. Well period. done. When did you book that? Uh, 1942. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just before really, the internet. It was very exciting. It was uh, we were just checking it, and uh, it, there was one for like the next day. And but, uh, really, yeah, it's a glitch in the matrix. It, Don't believe it. It's it false. Mad. Anyway, so we got we got the delivery, and then we basically re- recycled 
all of the bags. So in, instead of keeping them all in the bottom drawer or whatever, we just chuck, put them all in the recycling straight away. But we then washed every single item of the shopping. Every Good single grief. fucking item. <laughs> I was there with my cloth and my fairy liquid washing a loaf of bread. <laughs> and then my missus was trying <laughs> It makes you feel mental. You question every no, little yeah, action you make. What the fuck am I doing? But and and they say they say germs can live on cardboard longer, don't they? Yeah. I'm not going to spread misinformation with how many hours because there's various theories, isn't there? But they say it lasts a while. So any delivery I've been getting, I've been picking it up, taking it indoors, and like leaving it in a corner of the house that <laughs> is avoidable, <laughs> and just letting it sit there. <laughs> I get I give it 36 hours. And then I'll open the box and decant the insides and then wash my hands, obviously, yeah. and then cream my hands and then blow my nose, then wash my hands. You said and then to cream my hands, wash my hands. hands. But, you, yeah, you and then you go, oh, great, well, I've got my contents out. I can do what I please with my contents and my box. But the box is still sat in the corner of my house. I've now got to do something with that to put in the recycling. It's just never any cycler washing yeah. your hands. Yeah. yeah. And people have bigger problems. That's like stay, stay home is all well and good, but actually you're not even safe in your own bloody home, are you? Exactly. I don't trust um, takeaway deliveries either. I've just got paranoid about everything. Yeah. Yeah. We have had a couple, but yeah, I'm the same. I, I worry that, yeah, you've no idea what's where it's coming from. Anyway, it is what it is, mate. We're in this situation. We Indeed. do the best we can. I didn't wash these cans, actually. Did you wash yours? No, but they were in a box that sat in the corner of my kitchen for 36 hours before go. I un- unwrapped them. So I think that's I've decided that's long enough. Fair enough. I get it's not I get... like I put them in. It's not like I put the cans in my fridge with fresh, you know, vegetables and no. things like that for 24 hours anywho oops anywho <laughs> right what else we got you daft bugger i have <laughs> online unsurprisingly beer and wine shops report 1000 percent surge in sales really flipping so yeah. i went to a, a posh bar town near us um you know exactly what i'm talking about um and went into Sainsbury's there and we're talking weeks ago the only bottles of wine were left were like the 25 quid plus ones on the top shelf all gone that's the cheapest bottle I'd get no Prosecco gone sure (laughs) don't believe it for a second um yeah it's mad isn't it Mm. people are just like stockpiling for the apocalypse yeah excuse me so um yeah, so this is cityam.com, which I've never heard of. I think it's a London-based website. It's saying demand for craft beers and natural wine. Natural wines? What's natural wine? They've never been higher, and the response to our one-hour service has been phenomenal, says Rebellious Goods co-founder Annie Bauer. Jack Bauer. Good we're having to take on more delivery staff to meet demand. We're also attracting a new audience because we're making the products more accessible to people who might have seen them previously as booze for snobs and hipsters. <laughs> Order size are three times larger than normal, and we're seeing most people buying in the morning when we thought evenings would be our busiest times. I guess it's a long time to be stuck at home. Clearly, enjoying a drink during the day is making the lockdown bearable. <laughs> I, I was thinking tomorrow because it's supposed to be nice weather, uh, just basically starting drinking at 
maybe maybe midday that's acceptable isn't it and just having three or four <laughs> beers through the day that's uh, like stanky rules yeah but uh obviously there's there's issues with people kind of potentially drinking too much through this time uh but that's you know people people should know better shouldn't they let's let's all be sensible sure. here. enjoying a you can... enjoy responsibly you can be the preachy one. <laughs> hey, it's a very accessible distraction, isn't it? Yes, yes, of course it is. Uh, I, my, my thing I'm into is reading. I am reading like a madman at the moment, absolutely lashing through books, yeah. lashing through them. Go on then, um, turn into a book podcast. What you've been reading? <laughs> I read Elmet by Fiona Mosley. Mosley, never, never Mosley or Mosley, uh, and I think she's a York-based author. It was a debut, right. and it was a um, a crime thriller um, based on a family, uh, a dad and two children who live in the woods. Basically, um, it's very cool. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but uh, well, yeah, no. you got any good book suggestions during the apocalypse? Uh, what would you recommend people read? I mean, it, now's the time for an epic, isn't it? You could easily like smash into a six hundred pager if you were so inclined. I, I'm. I've just finished uh, another John Steinbeck novel. I do like my Steinbeck. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I'm also reading a massive six hundred page Vietnam book, and that's about all I'm reading at the minute. So, wow. so that's me. Um, a lot of distraction from. Uh, the death and destruction all around us well it's funny because i thought oh you know what i really might pick up and reread is uh, the road by cormac mccarthy but then i was like no, oh yeah cheery <laughs> <laughs> actually that might make today's reality feel a bit more comforting exactly yeah, that's what I, thought, but, no. I think it, it came from a, an article by a italian author or poet or some i don't know some dude anyway who wrote an article and he said yeah, you Rich, yeah, Ravenelli, I think you're uh, you mean, yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, you'll what was he going on? He's like, You'll eat and you'll try and exercise, but then you'll eat and then you'll read and then you'll pick up a book about the apocalypse that you like, but then you'll put it down after five minutes because you realise that it's too depressing. And I thought, Oh yeah, I'll read the road, I love the road, but yeah, that is depressing at the best of times, but I think it's a weeper. Yep. Right now, it's uh, it'd be too much. But, but reading is a very compatible thing with drinking at home. Hmm. What other things would you say, other than reading, are good as an accompaniment to having a sup in your own four walls? <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> Jeez. Um, drinking and... I don't you know. Gardening? This... <laughs> Gardening! <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm being terribly British. Love some uphill gardening. I, I think there's there is something to be said. I know that we're all probably sick already of net, sick to the back teeth of Netflix and all that. But I think there is something to be said for watching a good series, sitting down yeah. and watching a good series, or, or a good film. Have you finished The Wire yet? By the way, no, but we're cracking on with it. Excellent, good. I've got a very small window during the day to do this, so you know, naturally gravitate towards watching a box set maybe late afternoon, early evening, and you know, while you're eating, watching something. But when we get to 8pm, I know my wife's concentration is plummeting and her ability to stay awake after nine o'clock. 
she'll be delighted that I'm telling her, telling her, telling her this. Is, but yeah, it, she'll fall asleep to anything after nine o'clock, except yeah. for um, the undateables. That's an exception, apparently. Of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> but yeah, we're cracking through the wire. We are on season four. Um, there's a there's, there is a, a thing going around that lots of people are trying to get into the wire after everyone anyone who's ever watched it relentlessly said oh yeah i'm watching why it's brilliant it's the best thing ever on tv yeah and people apparently are using the ridiculous amount of free time we've got at the moment and yeah. none of us are commuting and things except for our key workers um, to, to do these things but yeah, yeah the wire apparently is uh being watched a lot we were thinking about band of brothers actually re- re-watching all that classic yeah that's great definitely which is your favourite out of these first two beers then? I'm actually going for the plum. I'm going for Heidi's you plums. Know. Yeah. I didn't think I would agree with you on that score, but I am going to. Well, the the rhubarb Streisand, I was happy when it ended, if that, that sounds harsh, <laughs> but like I enjoyed it, but it was it was enough. Sweet, yeah. It was too much. Whereas this I've actually enjoyed it more as it's gone on. Yeah, I have too. And it's a nice balance of sour and sweet, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um I said before, I'd I'd probably describe this as an entry level sour, um, which is fine by me. That's, yeah, really nice, yeah, and it does what it says on the tin. It tastes of plum and Heidi. I am getting the plum. The more I go, the more I go down, the more plums I get. Good. <laughs> You've watched Ozark, haven't you? Yes, yes, but in a new series has just started, new season, season three. Yeah. Well, we um, have, which I haven't started watching yet. We've just started season two, so we're catching up with that. But yeah, really enjoyed that. I think I think it's a bit naff, but in a good way. I just want to know what happens next. I'm hooked, but well, I don't like. I think I think it's like you know it's shot in a bit of a like cheesy American way. I don't think the script's amazing it's a little bit cliched in places but i don't know it's just one of those things that you want to know what happens yeah no I, we watched I, go on. safe have you seen that on yeah, netflix that. yeah that was good yeah yeah with um what's his name who's the main character Dexter. yes yeah is he british or american he's american ah okay because i didn't find his british accent believable in any way and it distracted me for the first two episodes completely it's all i could think about but yeah Yeah. that therefore qualifies good have you seen final one really well unless you have any other suggestions have you seen money heist Mm -mm. right no it's uh it's spanish it is spanish but there's they've just released the fourth season but the first three seasons were fantastic. The first season in particular. In fact, no, they've all been really good. Really good. Uh, it's basically about them trying to rob. I think they go into the Spanish mint first and try and print money. And then they go into the Bank of Spain and try and rob money. But Bank of Spain, thank you. Thanks, God. Bank de, de España now. They, yeah, it's just, and, but there's a political element in there as well. Like, you know, the the whole capitalist system is shit and we need to fight it. The main guy, El Profesor, basically wants to bring down the system. Everyone else is kind of just in it for a bit of fun and money. But it's really good. And the fourth season's got really good reviews as well. Get on it, boy. If you can handle the uh, subtitles, then it's very, very good. I'm down with subs. 
I'm all over. I'm going old school though. Still, I'm. I'm on my long-term project is to watch seasons one to eleven of the X Files, start to finish. It's a journey I've been on for two years. <laughs> wow. uh, currently on back end of season six. Um, but yeah, bloody love the X Files. <laughs> Gillian Anderson. She's class. Say no more. She's very good. Do you watch she's Sex awesome. Education? No. That's with watch. Yeah, she's in that. Ah, okay. She's very mumsy, but she's like. She's a sex expert, sexpert, if you will. And she's, yeah, she's funny. She's really good. Good amount of sass from Gillian Anderson, no matter what yeah. role she plays. Yeah. Strong character. I like her. She is very good. Um, what's he called? David Jacovny. D- Jacof- yeah. He's in uh, Californication, which is very good as well. Yeah, okay. Look at this. I'm just throwing you all the bones here, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Gathering them up, gathering them up. Put them in my little stockpile. <laughs> Are they up? <laughs> mm. What's it? What's our last one? I can't remember. Oh, Imperial. Imperial Tom Coco. Right, you sit there and finish that and talk about mm. me, and I'll go get mine. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you have to. I talked about you while you were out the room. I'm. That's going to be edited out in the edit suite in yeah, the thing studio. Is- <laughs> You don't edit the podcast. Okay, good. But <laughs> no. <laughs> if you learned how to, then you could edit it out. Uh, <laughs> don't do your sets talk voice on the phone. So this one says, do you want to read this one? Oh, go on, I'll let you read sure. Uh, a supercharged version of the ever popular Tom Coco. Sure is. With double the coconut, double the cacao, double everything, and now at a cockle warming 7.5%. This is about as luxuriously decadent a beer can be. Liquid bounty with the lingering spiced aftertaste of the Tonka and Madagascan vanilla. Ordered ninth best stout in the world. Rate Beer Awards 2018. I was just going to look that up, actually. I have had the non-imperial version, and it's lush as hell. But it tastes like there's free bounties in there. So, I mean, Imperial's going to get cray-cray. Cray-cray. Sure. So. Yes. <clears throat> oh, the Empress Tonkoko. What's that then? Was named, uh, so it's aged in a Buffalo Trace bourbon barrel. Was named best wood-aged beer in the UK. Damn. We're in the World Beer Awards 2019. Damn. Um, you know what I love about the packaging here? Go on. It gives you a coconut rating. <laughs> yeah, I've just gone through that. I've just you gone through that. Four yeah. out of five coconuts. I love it. Look, I was... look, at, look at the maxed out mouthfeel. That is a maxed out mouthfeel. And malt. Mouthfeel, malt and sweet. Yeah. Smashing it around the block. Five out of five for sweet, five out of five for mouthfeel, and five out of five for malt, yeah. 7.5%, Daniel. It's uh, quite quite the way to finish. I'm already feeling a little bit tiddly, tiddly popo. Do you want some more news or do you want a quiz question? Quiz. Okay. Oh, splash. You don't want any more news? You've got more news. (laughs) Tell me your sudden news. (laughs) Oh, yes, coconut. Ooh. Oh, man. that I can actually taste the coconut. Like, it take, I've, 
I hate to sound like a douchebag here, and I know I am one, but it tastes like fresh coconut, like on the beach. Have you ever had that? Have you ever? Have you ever? Oh, just, in Thailand. Yeah, had a coconut cut open in front of you, and then you eat it, and it's just that's what it tastes like. It's my a really good goodness, thing. My Guinness. <laughs> oh, it's so dark. It's. it's I mean, decadent. You, you you have to thoroughly like coconut mm. to even go within two meters of this drink. Well, I do. It's a good job. Right, here's your final um, story, and I'll try and embarrass you with quiz questions okay so this is from the bbc have you ever heard of them Mm. the brilliant broadcasting collaboration (laughs) coronavirus what what, was this what's happening at the minute coronavirus that's it kindness pub delivers beer barrel to regular punter a pub landlord who closed his doors punter Uh, who closed his doors to comply with social distancing measures, <clears throat> has delivered a barrel of beer to one of his regulars. By the way, I never thought I would use the f- words, the phrases, social distancing and uh, self-isolation anywhere near as much as I have done in, in the last month or so. Like, I don't think social distancing was a phrase, was it? I don't think so, no. I don't think it was actually a thing, and now it's like a global phrase. Anyway, Michael Berman... Michael Bublé. Yep. Owner of Hackney's Empress didn't want 90-year-old Cyril to miss out on his favourite pint. He said Cyril was over the moon with a gift, which included a box of crisps. I plan on going over to his. Which Which crisps? (laughs) I don't know. No, which crisps? There is a picture. Real, real crisps? (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, you'd hope so. It says real on the box. Good. Um, so the landlord says, uh, I plan on going over to his, which will rename Cyril's Arms to have a Eight. pint. But he will be inside and I'll be outside on his doorstep. He comes to the pub every day and I just didn't want him to miss out. The barrel of beer expires in two months and it's not as if it will be open then, said Mr. Berman. <laughs> pic- I'm slightly worried about Cyril because he goes to the pub every day and they've given him a barrel beer that he needs to drink in the next two minutes. Yeah. They're not helping his alcoholism. No, no. I'm concerned about Cyril. Well, at least he's... Save Cyril, hashtag. Well, he's fine. He'll be all right. He'll be okay. Maybe, 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 you know, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe Bob's in for a swift half. Yeah, probably. The thing is, as we get older, I don't know about you, but I had two beers on Thursday night. And I had a little bit of a headache on uh, Friday morning. Oh, it's a tender flower. Yeah. <laughs> God knows what tomorrow's going to be like, because I'm sure we're going to carry on drinking after this. <laughs> it's oh. not been that bad, mate. And that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hitting me, that. Well, it's a, it's a hefty 7.5 of this one, isn't it? Yeah. I like it. I like this so much. Like it. Yeah, it is. Where, the, where this differs from the regular Tonkoko, is the taste at the end. There's, you get a hit of pure ethanol. What, in the regular? I can taste the alcohol at the end with this Of one. this? I think so, yeah. You get, oh, like, coconut smacking... It's like being laid on a Thai beach underneath a coconut tree, and all the coconuts on this, like, gigantic coconut tree fall at the same time on your noggin. Right. But rather than that being a really unpleasant experience and... 
putting you into concussion mode. They all split open and they pour low, lovely coconut milk all over your fizzoggle. And that is a wonderful experience. Okay. Now, um, being hit in the head by... Where did coconut. I start now? <laughs> being what hit in the, the head by that? coconuts and having yeah. milk pour over your fizzoggle doesn't sound great to me. Now, for me, it's more like a lovely lady is wearing a coconut brassiere and grabs my head and puts my head in between her bosom. Wow, trust you and to bring then, the smut. And I'm just like, coconut. Dear listeners, it's always Daniel brings the smut. That's how I it? feel. Let's just say it's my wife, yeah, for the purposes of this story. What, who brings the smut? <laughs> no, no, not fair. wearing the coconut brassiere. <laughs> Good. A 2004 study found that people who drink a beer or two a day are more likely to be a... Cyril. What? The answer is Cyril. You div. <laughs> A tall, B skinny, C pimply, or D smart? Not a whole. It's going to be smart, isn't it? D smart. There you go. Well done. Wishful thinking paid in off. In 2004, a study by researchers at University College in London found that drinking beer was associated with higher cognitive ability. People who drank one or two beers a day as opposed to heavy imbibers or abstainers also tend to be better educated and make more money. So you have one or two beers a day, you will make more money and you are smarter. Oh, well, that, that was just a statement, was it? Or are you asking me a question there? <laughs> that's, that's a statement. Which special... Okay, thanks. Which... Oh, that's a shit-ass question. I'm not reading that. Uh, true or false? A growler is a 19th century slang for a bar bouncer. No. What is it then? That's false. What is it? What's what? What is a growler? It's a glass, isn't it? It's a container used to carry out orders of beer from taverns in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. So you know, I just said that in one word. With carbon dioxide bubbles escaping the vents on the cover as the beer splashed around the pail. Growlers lasted into the 1960s, but they're out the back, aren't they? They're big cans of beer. Uh, that's a shit one. Mm, oh, this, this is, is a seamless good. quiz mastering. Yeah, this is a good one. Well, we, we're going to do a quiz next week, aren't we? So uh, this is just a warm-up for that. Yeah. Beverage can pull tabs were invented in A, 1942, B, 1952, C, 1962, D, 1972. What was the before pull cans? Bottles? Probably. Because you couldn't have a can without a pull. Wouldn't work, would it? Uh, We'll open it with a tin opener. But then that's going to be sharp. You see the logical journey I'm on. uh, Say the years again. It's 42, 52, 62, 72. I am going to say 42. Surely people prioritise this stuff. does. You think, you think the pull tab was invented during World War II, you absolute spoon? Actually, no, that's not actually that ridiculous. Innovation speeded up during the wars. That's true. Uh, but it was 62. Hellfire. But then... This I'm is... going to take a reverent moment every time I open a ring pull at this stage just to you know celebrate that anniversary how many years 62 62 so that's only 58 years ago it is it is I wonder how many rings oh, have been pulled in the last 58 years that's fine oh billions trillions beerstein lids were created to 
A, keep... I don't down. understand that concept. Start, don't B, the one protect thing against me. plague. That's two offensive fingers. C, <laughs> make sure fingers. no one drinks your beer. Or D, identify personal mugs. What were A and B again? Oh, for fuck's sake. Keep outdoors, <laughs> protect against plague. Come on. Just, no, just is nonsense because that's just stupid. Why? Uh, identifying, I don't think people are that fussy. What was C again? Make sure no one drinks your beer. Yeah, I'm going to go with C. Why not? Incorrect. Very timely. Is it B? In the current pandemic. Oh, well, I'd narrowed it down. Back in the 14th century, when the bubonic plague decimated the population of Europe, it was considered wise to cover food and drink whenever possible. I love that. Don't worry about social distancing, lads. You know, we're all dying. All dying. Bring out your dead. But just cover your pint. It's fine. We'll all be good. We'll all be good. Just cover your pint. Hasn't somebody been doing that? Like, walking around their neighbourhood at, like, eight in the morning, going, bring out your dead. Well, I bloody hope not. <laughs> Somebody actually. That is really not cool, man. You read a story about it. No, I'm not down with that. Um, so the lid had the added benefit of keeping out flies, which were ubiquitous in many medieval pubs and enjoyed having a sip or two of their own. <laughs> uh, which is the oldest still operating brewery in the US? Have we had this before? We have, and I can't remember the answer. Okay. Because I said Brooklyn, <laughs> and that's wrong. Uh, Oh, wait, no, hold on. It's a Goose Island or something. Did you see the answer? No. We've had this question before. It's Goose Island. Have we got through all these? Right, let's have a different one. I feel like you've messed up the order of these. Sure. Uh, uh, oh, okay. These are buzzwords. This is dense. The more you drink it, the denser it gets. Go on. Buzzwords. A- hit me. is a... Device you... Oh, what, sorry, a vigorator. A kegerator. Kegerator, okay. A device used to get the last... Gla- I'm showing you the answer. Uh, no. A device used to get the last glass of beer out of a keg. A beer drinking game. A cart that's used to transport kegs of beer. Or draft beer dispenser that keeps a keg cool. I'm going to go with D. It is! Boom, sonny! Right, last one. No, I need a pitch. Although I do love the idea of a perfectly ergonomically designed wheelbarrow that is essentially a keg and a to transport kegs. I do like that idea. That would be alas, wonderful. Alas, alack. In Australia, a slab of beer is a pint. Foster's. A six pack. A case of 24. A keg. 24. Ooh, damn. You're getting good at this. He's on fire, boy! <laughs> I don't know how many you got right, because most of them are on the floor right All now. of them. That is all of them. No, you did not. Essentially, Ben wins. Well, Cheers. you mentioned Foster's. Mm. Have you seen the whole... Uh... Not with any warmth for uh, fond memories. Carry on. What? Foster's. Anyway. Well. The whole um, football thing where you get items from around your house to make a starting 11 plus a subs bench. The reason... Saw James Milner do it. Oh, right. The reason I mention it is because the only one I could think of is Ben Foster, but then I don't have a can of Fosters in the house, so I couldn't do it. Um, but I had a mate who did 
David Seaman as his goalkeeper. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to ask any questions about that at all. <laughs> but I could No, actually, no, I don't. I thought about it, and no, I don't well, want to ask any questions. Think, think right now. Are there any players you could yeah. do in your house? What in goal? Tin flowers. Ah, oh, that's clever. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, hold on. Matt Kilgallen. I don't get it's that. Matt, isn't it? Oh, Matt. Ah, you see, you're that's goalkeeper, centre half. Yeah. Um, hold on. There's got to be something else. Oh, Pen Paul Parker. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I started out there just saying pen. I'm holding up a pen and I said pen. <laughs> Paul Parker. That is a Parker pen. <laughs> See, I've got two centre-halves and a keeper. There you go, right. So you Doing could actually right. do it, couldn't you? Whereas <laughs> somebody sent me the challenge and I was like, nah, I, I don't think I have enough football knowledge to actually do it, to be honest. <laughs> Hold on. Here's another one. Up front, one. we have yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Oh, yes. You realise you realize this ain't going to work for our audio listeners. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure. Hold up various items. I'm sure We're doing... David Seaman would have been. We're doing the teddy bear trail thing, you know, that's gone around the country where you put teddy bears in the window for kids to spot. Oh, that's cute. So that's, what, that's why I just had a teddy bear in my hands. Yeah. Oh, what was the Bolton defender, South African? I mean, it doesn't really, it's sort of, it's a bit like random. Is he Mark? Mark Fish. <laughs> I've got three centre-halves though. There's a fish in there, get it? I've got three centre-halves, so I'm going three, five, two. Mark Fish, right, okay, good. Uh, what else did we have? Oh, uh, Frank Lampard, a lamp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Lewis Dunk and James Milner cuts to dunking a biscuit in his tea. Nice, nice. Good. I thought that was inspired. Yeah. You got nothing. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm just not. I, yeah, my football knowledge is not good enough. I don't make those connections easily enough. You've just done like four or five in one go. Boom. Boom. Right, are we going to rate these bad boys? Because I'm going to pee myself. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, controversial. I thought that this would be bottom place, to be honest. But I'm going with Heidi's. Whoa, hey, hold on. Are we doing it from bottom to top? Yes. Yeah. That's it's how we always do it. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Hence the hesitation. Um. Absolute dipshit. For the record, I like all these beers, and putting one of them bottom place is no criticism yeah. at all. But it's based on my experience today. Third place for me, Rhubarb Drivers Andrew Vector Custard. Right. It, it was a sweet injection to the veins that I wasn't quite ready for. <laughs> yep. Oh, am I doing my order, or are you giving your third place? Well, I'm going to see what yours is and then see whether I agree with you or not. Okay, so you're cheating. Fine. Um, and then I'm going to go number two, Imperial Ton Coco. Right. Um, because I lured coconut, um, even if that is a hefty, hefty beast. So it did take some consideration between two and three. But that leaves in first place Heidi's Plums, oh. which the more you sucked on those plums, the better it got. I, which surprised me. Based on the descriptions of them, their beers, I'd have put Heidi's Plums in third place. Yeah. But I do like a good entry-level sour, it seems. And that right. had sweetness and sour, and it was very tasty. And, you know, a beer that tastes of plums, good effort. You know, that's not an easy job, is it? I've, it works. I've, Fantastic. Love it. I, oh, 
Well, that was a journey. I've gone rhubarb, coconut, and plums, as have you, and that is quite the experience. I completely disagree with you. <laughs> I think. Oh, on, go on then. On well, you got the order completely different on every count. Well, you need to justify this nonsense then. <laughs> uh, I'm being a twat. I agree. I would put rhubarbra in last place because, as I say, by the end of it, it was too sweet. I enjoyed it. By the end, it was too sweet. I didn't really enjoy finishing it. I enjoyed starting it, but not finishing it. The tonkoko is a similar sort of beverage in that I have a glass left. and Whole glass? Oh, yeah, I've still got a bit. It is delicious, but I think, again, it could be a 330ml can and would probably do the job sufficiently. Yes, it's awesome. It's coconutty. I don't get that ethanol as much as you're saying. I get a little kick at the end. I do. And that, but then the Heidi Plum was, yeah, it was was beautiful, delicate, balanced. Yes, it was quite lemony, but I did get the plum by the end and actually I enjoyed it more by the end of the can. So that I, I I agree with you on this occasion. Wow. I'm lost for words. I know. (laughs) Completely in agreement. I think it's easy when there's only three beers. To be fair, yes. we could go further, but I think we've already done about an hour and a half. So, <laughs> lockdown rules. Ram. As a friend keeps telling me, there's no rules in the apocalypse, so we can do what the hell we want with these. Yeah, I think the next time we should wear bandanas <laughs> and have our underpants on. No, our, uh, no, bottoms. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, you see, you you didn't you didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. Good. Well, if you're still listening, you're bonkers, <laughs> and you've clearly got even more time on on your hands than we have. Uh, <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, Please do come again and uh, tell us what you want us to do, because we will oblige. Uh,